Hello, and welcome to Introducing Me. I'm your host, Sarah. I started this podcast to get to know other people and lifestyles while discovering more about myself. Each episode, I'll give a new guest a chance to discuss their background, culture, interests, or whatever they want to talk about to help increase all of our own worldviews. Today is going to be a little bit different. If you've been around since the beginning, the very first episode I did was an episode of just me talking about myself, my life, and introducing me to the listeners. On the first anniversary and on the second anniversary of this podcast, my now fiance Coleman interviewed me. He was my host for the day. And again, I talked about myself, what had been going on in the past year, more information about the podcast and good things like that. And now here we are practically on our third anniversary of the podcast. And I decided to revert back to that very first episode feeling where it's just me and the microphone. It is honestly a daunting task. Um, one of the things that I do with my podcast is I do number them each week to keep track of them. It helps me stay organized beyond just who is on the podcast. And the reality is we're not actually at that three-year mark. A completed three years would be 156 episodes, 52 weeks per year, as I've been releasing weekly for the past three years. However, this is actually episode 156. So I have recorded 155 episodes prior to this, it's technically a lie because I have actually recorded the next released episode, but something that was talked about last year and something I'm enacting this year is I am actually changing the schedule. I am moving away from a weekly podcast to adjust to my life and how things are different since when I first started. Um, it's not going away entirely. I went back and forth on what I wanted to do and what I thought made most sense. And what I have chosen to do is to record and release at the beginning of the month and the last week of every month, I will not be releasing an episode. So what that means is most months, there will be three episodes being released. And occasionally there will be four episodes when there are five Tuesdays in a month. So I will be sticking with the Tuesday schedule, um, which means that this episode needed to come out this week um, instead of the next week when it would have been the official after three years. So I bumped it up a week so I could take my first, you know, week off at the end of a month. Somehow September is a very busy month. And so the reality is I put off make doing this recording. I was supposed to do it earlier in the week. Um, and life has just kind of been different lately. And so I finally am now sitting down to record. And then this weekend, we will not be here. Um, I'm actually traveling three out of the four weekends in September. Um, I guess it's really three out of the five, but the very first weekend in September, I had just gotten back from travel. So it's been a very busy couple of weeks um, and I'm excited to have this new release schedule. I am hoping that in general, my recording schedule maintains relatively similar. Um, it fluctuates from month to month. I believe in August, I only recorded with two people. Um, and then I've had months where I've recorded with six people. I'd like to not do that and have a little bit more balance and the typical releasing of three episodes instead of four um, will allow for more of those breaks to not feel like every free night or free afternoon is spent doing something for the podcast. I still love recording and meeting new people for this podcast. I've learned so much about so many different walks of life and good things throughout doing this. It's just, it's a lot of my free time. Um, 
not anything has really changed in kind of the day to day. Um, I still have a full time job Monday through Friday, um, but I'm more aware of like work life balance and even work life balance as a saying like it's it's not necessarily balance. Um, it's more about having like comfort in your work in your life. Um, I don't want to live to work or work to live. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on exactly how this saying goes right now, but basically, you know, at my end of my work day, like I do try to leave work at work. Um, more recently, that's been harder just because of things ramping up and a busy time at work, and that's okay. Um, but then it also means when I'm coming home, sometimes I, I don't want to work on the podcast because it basically is like a second job to me, even though like I am not doing full-time hours on the podcast. Um, it is still the same setup as it has been the past few years, um, where that I'm doing outreach for guests. Sometimes guests reach out to me. We're finding a time to record. Occasionally I chat with people before we actually get into recording, but otherwise like I typically book an hour and a half recording session just so there is time for technical setup, chatting beforehand, chatting afterwards, um, actually recording the episode. Of course, I tell my guests episodes are typically 45 to 55 minutes. I feel like that's roughly accurate. Um, I keep all those sort of statistics. Um, but you know, then there's recording of the episode. Um, my fiance Coleman does edit the episode, so he puts it together adds the music that he wrote to the front and end. And then I listen back to the episode um, for edits. It's not a perfectly polished podcast. I like, you know, what we're producing, but that doesn't mean I'm listening to a second time. And then he takes those edits that I provide him and he does the editing. And then I get the episode uh, ready for publication. And after it's published, typically it's afterwards, I listen back to the episode again after having run the episode through an AI translator. Um, and produce the captions for the episode, the transcript of the episode. So it is a lot of work for each episode. Um, I think maybe it's six hours per episode. I'm not really sure. And in the grand scheme of things, when I'm getting home from work, whether it's, you know, four thirty, five o'clock, I eat dinner, I try to work out, you know, uh, try to relax, read a book, play a video game, whatever it may be. And then the podcast is always there as well. So I'm excited to have um, those weeks off uh, in in releasing, but you know that doesn't mean the podcast will stop, and that's something in balance in this past year that I have found you know at times to be challenging with publishing every single week. That uh, especially when going on vacation and not wanting to bring the podcast with me, how to manage that sort of schedule. I will kind of schedule a bunch of recordings and then record with a bunch of people. And then at those times, sometimes I'm not reaching out to people. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I need someone to record with. Um, So being more proactive in that um, is definitely something I can get better at um, just in general with the scheduling. And I, I do think that having that last week off every month will really help for that. So I'm looking forward to that and hoping um, that, you know, if anything, viewership or listenership, I guess, <laughs> increases for the podcast and doesn't, you know, decrease because I'm not publishing every week. You know, this might also give me some time to look more into like social media for the podcast. What does additional promotional stuff look like for the podcast? Can I work to get 
um, some bigger and better guests. I, you know, enjoy everyone I speak with and everyone I'm meeting. Um, I've gotten to meet some really great people doing really great things in lots of different parts um, of the world. And so I'm always excited that, but I'm always kind of, you know, also thinking what's, what's next, what's coming. Um, so a typical week for me with the podcast, um, Monday nights, we are back, uh, very soon to uh, community band every week. So Monday nights are not a podcasting night, except for if I have not yet uploaded the episode, um, to release on Tuesday, I do that on Monday, but that only takes a couple of minutes, especially since we upgraded our internet speeds uh that doesn't take too long and then on tuesday i'm usually doing more like administrative stuff and then wednesday through friday are typical recording nights um i try not to record back-to-back days ideally it's only one night a week sometimes it's two and then i do sometimes record on the weekend as well but with travel and other commitments weekends have just been so much harder to record And so when I get rid of that availability, then it's my evenings and then I'm losing my evenings and I want to unwind from work and just relax. Um, So I'm again, I'm very excited for that change. Um, Not podcast related, some big things that have happened in the past year. Um, So I would have recorded the episode last year sometime in mid-September I do not go back and listen to my episodes after doing that last listen to. So I don't remember exactly everything that was said, but I most definitely recorded before I went to Disney World with my family. Um, So that was the first time going since the pandemic. It had been a long time since my parents had gone. It was a really good trip. It was something different than what we typically do every year. Um, Had a great time. Unfortunately, I did get COVID from it. Brought COVID back to Coleman. Um, as well, it was not fun. Um, and then because of COVID, uh, unfortunately Coleman didn't get his flu shot in time. And then he also got the flu. Uh, so definitely had some down for the count feeling health wise last fall. Um, but neither of us have really had any major lasting side effects. Um, and we're both looking forward to being able to get an additional shot here this fall was recently just approved. Um, so like our regular flu vaccines, we will be, we'll be going and getting that done soon. Um, I did not write any notes in preparation for this episode. So the chance of me remembering everything that happened last year is very slim. Um, but the other big thing that happened last winter is that we adopted a second cat. It does not feel like it has been nine months. Um, but it was last December. We did not have him at Christmas time uh, or like on Christmas. We we both went separate ways for Christmas again last year. And uh, I came back on what would have been December 28th. And shortly after I got home, unpacked, Coleman got in the car and we went to the rescue to adopt our cat. We had put a hold on him a few weeks earlier it was mostly happenstance. They were having um, a, a celebration. There was an outside event. It was it's downtown, right near where I work. This is where we adopted Jack Jack from. And I had literally vocalized like, if I go in there, I'm gonna come out with a second cat. Being joking, like Coleman and I had talked about a second cat, but I was like, we can't get a second cat. They're expensive. Like one cat is enough. Um, I did end up going inside and looking at the cats and I took a picture of this one black cat. He was just flopped over, just super floppy. 
um, Coleman was like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. His name was Sammy. I had a lot of trouble remembering what his name was for some reason. I could only remember that it started with an S. Um, we went and volunteered there um, a few days later, um, or like a week or so later, because Coleman wanted to meet Sammy. And at that point, we ended up submitting an application to adopt him. And we were approved, but we said we cannot take him until after Christmas because of travel. So um, we did rename him. Uh, so his name is not Sammy anymore. His name is Socks, S-O-X. Um, and the main reason for that, uh, there's a couple reasons. One, I kind of like the idea of keeping the S. Um, our first cat, Jack-Jack, was named Jack-Jack by the organization. Uh, he was in a Pixar litter that had all sorts of Pixar names. And so I had kind of always thought, well, if we get another animal, like it should be Disney Pixar related, like stick with the theme. Sammy didn't really fit that bill and wasn't a name that I could remember. And sometime around that time, the movie Lightyear had come out. Um, it was the Toy Story spinoff Buzz Lightyear uh, story. And Buzz had a robotic cat named Sox, S-O-X, and that Sox was an orange cat. Uh, and I thought it would be funny if we adopted a second cat and named him Socks when we already had an orange cat. Um, so I kind of threw out, you know, what if what if we named Sammy Socks and it stuck? Um, he does not have as many nicknames as Jack Jack, um, but we do, you know, we call him Sockadoodles. Um, sometimes we just refer to them by their colors. Um, he's also very chunky. Uh, Jack Jack is very lean and skinny, um, and very much a more reserved cat. Socks is sprinting all over the house and has so much energy and has a very round tummy. They don't actually weigh that much different. Socks is a little bit heavier, even though he's two years younger. Um, but Socks just holds his weight in his midsection. Um, so for the past five months, we've been getting used to a two cat household. We do think... Um, Jack-Jack is happy having a brother. Sox has not learned that he could definitely overpower Jack-Jack. Um, so it has been great. We did have to do the set, like, you know, bring him home, separate them. Jack-Jack definitely hissed at Sox, um, when he first came home. So there was definitely like some concern, but we were bringing down the barrier sooner than we even like planned. And, um, you know, they play fight with each other. They occasionally cuddle with each other. Socks isn't a very cuddly cat. He's been getting more cuddly in the past like month or two. Um, but for the most part, he likes his own space. Um, he's much more willing to meet strangers. Uh, he's very curious about people, but he's also like, I want my own space. Whereas Jack Jack still is like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to meet people. Uh, Coleman's sister did come up recently and somehow Jack-Jack immediately fell in love with her. And we were like, what What just happened? This doesn't happen with Jack-Jack. Uh, Jack-Jack hides from people. Um, so that was that was really awesome. So maybe Jack-Jack's turning a new leaf. Who knows? Um, but it's been, it's been great having two cats. The other big thing, not so much that changed this year, but more that Coleman and I did, was we did a road trip. Um, so Coleman and I are, you know, out on a mission to eventually visit all 50 states. And, you know, after we got engaged, we were like, we want to see some states while we're engaged. 
so we planned a road trip and we had never road tripped before. Um, we've, you know, gone to each other's homes together, but you know, that's a five hour drive tops. Um, I've never really done a road trip. So, you know, longer drives, visiting new places was completely foreign. Um, so Coleman kind of did the original mapping out for the trip. We had talked about, I don't even remember like where our initial thoughts were beyond we were going to end up in Chicago and hit states around Chicago. Um, maybe we had more concrete than that before Coleman started looking, but I honestly don't remember. Um, so the trip ended up being two nights in Detroit, two nights in Chicago, one night in Milwaukee, and then we came back through Indianapolis. So we got three new states. Um, Indianapolis was a state we'd already visited because Coleman got his master's in Indianapolis. Um, so it was a good bit of driving, uh, but really most of the driving was that first day and that last day. So it didn't feel like we were in the car all the time, but also like we were in the car a lot. Um, in Detroit, we drove everywhere in Chicago, the car was valeted, and then I did not touch it again until we had to leave. Um, Milwaukee, we were able to walk everywhere. Um, we absolutely loved Milwaukee, uh, highly recommend if you're looking for, for somewhere to visit. Um, we aren't city people, so it was kind of this more like chilled out. We visited a museum, a zoo, and we also saw the show Hades Town which was really awesome. Coleman and I had never seen a show together like that. So that was really cool um, to experience that. We got like the cheapest seats we could get like up in the top, really far away. But we it was a great time. Um, if you know anything about the show, uh, there is, um, of course, musicians and they were on stage and the trombonist was just absolutely fabulous. Um, she did an absolutely wonderful job. So that was definitely a highlight of the trip. We had the trip relatively planned. A lot of the things we did have to, like we did book in advance. Mostly it was scheduling, timing, cost-wise. It made the most sense um, just to make sure we could get to what we wanted to at certain times. But one of the things we had not planned, um, like the night we got into Detroit was kind of up in the air. We had some ideas, like, you know, we could maybe go to this restaurant, maybe do this other thing. But we got into our hotel and we could see the baseball stadium and we realized there were people in the baseball stadium. And now one of the things on this trip that we were doing was we were seeing a White Sox game in Chicago. My brother was actually um, doing a trip of his own uh, that he kind of planned around this trip of ours where he would end up in Chicago. We would go to the game together. He also did a tour of uh, Lambeau Field in Green Bay. And it was a whole thing. So like we were planning on going to a baseball game in Chicago. Coleman is a big Baltimore Orioles fan. We were not seeing Baltimore play uh, in, in Chicago, but you know, this was going to be his, I don't know if I realized it was his first in-person baseball game, but it was his first in-person baseball game. I have been to baseball games when I was younger. Uh, the last time prior to this year would have been when I was probably a freshman in high school. Um, so I don't really remember. I'm not a huge sports person in general. I have general knowledge of various sports and general following of things. I do root for the Orioles. My mom is an Orioles fan. My brother converted to be an Orioles fan. Um, so just, you know, go O's. So we're in Detroit. 
we see people in the stadium. That's odd because I'm sure I would have looked at the baseball schedule when looking to do things in Detroit. And I believe Coleman looks it up on his phone and it's like, it's an Orioles game. It was like, it's an Orioles game. Like how, how could I have missed that the Orioles were playing in Detroit? Like the night we were getting there. Um, well, it was, uh, it turns out that there had been a rain delay for a game and it was a rescheduled game. So they had actually already played a game earlier that day. And this was the second game. So we decided let's walk over, let's go get tickets. So Coleman's first game was an Orioles game. We got there, I think during the second inning. So we didn't miss a whole lot. Um, and since it was very early in the season, honestly, the stadium was not very full. We were able to get $20 tickets. Um, and it was a lot of fun. The Orioles did end up winning. Um, so it was a good game. Uh, and then we later, you know, a few days later went and saw the White Sox win, um, which was fun because, you know, root for the home team. And then after that, you know, Coleman had gotten on this big kick of watching baseball again and being all excited. And we ended up going to Camden Yards in Baltimore um, to see the Orioles play at home. His brother joined us for that game. So that was, it is, I've seen a lot of baseball um, in the past year. Uh, and as Coleman and I talk about future travel, he's like, oh, we could see if there's a baseball game there. We could, we could plan it around a baseball game. Uh, my brother texted me a few weeks ago, like, do you want to go to Pittsburgh this specific weekend next spring? And I was like, why? And he's like, well, the O's are going to be there. Um, so we'll see. We are actually going to Pittsburgh later this fall, uh, for a Steelers game, um, which will not be the first time, uh, I have been to the Steelers stadium. Uh, though of course it has another new name than what it was when I was there. I believe when we were there, uh, last it was Heinz field cause there was lots of ketchup themed things everywhere. Um, so yeah, sports uh, is definitely more influential in my life because of Coleman. Uh, it's definitely, definitely more prevalent. But so that was uh, the road trip overall went really well. Um, it is kind of funny because as many of things Coleman and I have done together, we've also never flown together. We have been, we have both, we have flown to both Oklahoma and Florida and been in those states together, but we have flown separately. Um, so doing a road trip was kind of like, similar. We have the same sort of airport tendencies. So I don't actually think that flying would be super horrendous for us. It wouldn't be like one of us wants to get there, right? You know, when the plane takes off and the other one's like, we need to be there five hours, five hours early. We have a pretty good, good medium on how we handle airports. Um, the only thing that happened with traveling, you know, we did, we both drove various parts. I was the person who drove in and around cities. Coleman drove the longer drives. And the only problem was when we were trying to get to Indianapolis and we accidentally detoured through Chicago and it was very stressful and, uh, my bladder was full. So I will just, I will just leave that at that. Um, I've also been doing some other traveling, uh, professionally here in the past couple of months. So in mid June, I went to a small conference, um, down in Virginia. It was local. It was a small organization, um, and it was the first time I had done any sort of overnight conference. Um, so it was really nice to just kind of like dip my feet into that. I was grateful um, that my university gave me that experience. I went because um, I 
am on my division's diversity, equity, and inclusion council. And so there was kind of like this connection and it was work life related. Um, and I met some very nice people there and it was just, um, a good experience for me to do something smaller like that. Um, because I knew that at the end of August, I was going to be going to Indianapolis for a multi-day conference with over 700 people in a hotel. And, um, that conference was directly related to my job. I work in fundraising, prospect development, prospect management, kind of prospect research. Um, it's a convoluted thing to explain. I just say that I support fundraisers, um, in their data making decisions. It's kind of the easiest way to put it. Um, and it was really excited to be able to go to this big professional development conference, uh, related to that field, but there was definitely a lot of people, a lot of options, a lot of things to work through. Um, I actually ended up driving to the conference. Indianapolis is a bit of a haul from here, but I had zero desire to be taking flights that had layovers and having to like get up really early to get a flight, have to worry about leaving, getting back super late. Um, so I drove, I left on a Sunday afternoon. I stayed in a hotel in, um, in Ohio, like halfway there, finished the drive out on Monday, was there for the beginning of the conference, Monday afternoon, all day, Tuesday, all day, Wednesday, Thursday morning. I was able to take my time in leaving the conference on Thursday because I just had a hotel to get back to in Ohio. And then, um, did that last like Friday midday. Um, so doing that was just kind of this great opportunity to connect, um, with people in similar roles, um, seeing different, you know, struggles and benefits that everyone is dealing with. And it's not, you know, it's not just us, um, and figuring out, you know, what is working for other teams and what, you know, could we possibly be doing better? Um, so while that was a few weeks ago now, I still feel like I am recuperating from that and catching up with work, getting everything organized again, again, kind of going back with the podcast, like that whole extra part of me was still processing during all of that. Um, and I had also gone on vacation two weeks prior to that, um, the annual beach vacation I always take with my parents and brother, um, and Coleman came on that as well. He was there for the whole time. Um, we drove separately, uh, which I normally actually don't do. I normally drive to Connecticut and drive down with my mom. Um, and I am her navigator. So, uh, she did not have me for that. Um, and instead Coleman and I got to drive, uh, through Pennsylvania and Delaware and New Jersey, uh, to get to the trip. And Last Christmas, I had gotten a new bike rack, very specifically knowing for this trip that I was very likely going to be driving myself and I wanted to bring the bike. I would be bringing Coleman, also having a bike. And so uh, I got to, you know, put the bike rack on the back of the car. We did, um, we actually, Coleman has his his dad's bike. Um, his dad had passed away and it was one of the things that was in the storage unit and it was a nice bike. And we had to pick it up from his family's house in Virginia. So that was the actual first time we used the bike rack, which was good. It was a shorter trip, more familiar. I've done the trip to South Jersey a number of times, but very sporadically. I'm never quite sure, you know, which way exactly I'm going. Um, and I don't know how my mom drove so many years with bikes on the back of her car. 
um, or kayaks on the top of her car. Um, anyone who drives larger vehicles, I'm like, I, I like the consistency in my own vehicle in the own ways that I, you know, typically drive it. Um, but so it was nice to be able to have Coleman on that vacation as well, because that is, you know, part of me and my annual life, um, doing, doing that every year. So it has definitely been, um, a lot of travel. We've done smaller things here and there in terms of family. Um, and the reason we're going to be gone or well, I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks is concerts. Um, so this weekend we are seeing the Mr. Bives, um, who we've now seen twice, uh, they're Coleman's favorite band. Um, and then the next weekend I am going to see the Jonas Brothers and funny enough, the band opening for the Jonas Brothers is Lawrence and they co-headlined a tour with Mr. Wives, um, the last time we saw the Mr. Wives. So I'm excited to see them. They unfortunately were not announced when the Jonas Brothers announced their tour. So Coleman did not get a ticket to the Jonas Brothers. He has seen the Jonas Brothers with me before. One time is enough. Um, so I am going to the Jonas Brothers concert by myself. Um, but it will be very exciting and, and very fun. And then I am looking forward to not traveling for just about a month, um, and being home, um, you know, figuring out things I need to do, uh, taking time to relax. The room that I'm recording in is currently a disaster zone. Um, I mentioned that Coleman's sister was up here. She was up here a number of weeks ago. The room was clean for her to be here. Uh, because this room also has a bed in it. It is our guest bed. It's the twin bed that I spent many years of my life sleeping on. Um, and then shortly after she left, I was like, I really want to reorganize this room. There was this one piece of furniture sitting in front of the closet. I was tired of it being in front of the closet. Um, so now things are chaotically everywhere. Um, and there is a chance that Coleman's brother is going to visit in a few weeks. And part of me is like, definitely come. It definitely gives me a deadline to, you know, at least clean back up. Um, it would also just be, be great to have him come up here, see if the cats take to him like they took, uh, to, to his sister. So yeah, I think those are the main big things that have happened in the past year. Um, the other biggest thing since, like, I wouldn't even know really how exactly when it was with the last time I recorded, but Coleman and I got engaged last June. So when we recorded this last September, I think we had secured our wedding venue. Um, we're taking in an engagement that's a little over two years. So we have all sorts of time. And the reality is, is most recently, not much has been done for our wedding because we booked our vendors. We booked them like once we got that venue squared away last fall, we were like, let's square everything else away. Um, so our venue is also doing our catering. We booked a live band. We booked a bakery for desserts. We booked a videographer. My really good friend is uh, our photographer. We have booked her um, professionally. She is someone who I would have wanted at the wedding anyway, but would have known literally nobody there um, just because of how I know her. Um, she most recently just had her sixth baby. So I'm like, your husband can stay home with the kids and I can get your wonderful photography. Um, so I'm really excited to, you know, have her as well. Uh, we also booked our florist. I don't think I mentioned that. And I most recently booked a hairstylist. 
Um, I did that in the last like couple of months. It was something that I kept putting off because I was like, I don't want my hair to be super fancy. Um, I did end up booking someone who can come out to the site the morning of, do my hair, do a couple other people's hair, just for like the ease of not having to go anywhere. Um, I have been working on figuring out what I want to do with my nails. I am not someone who keeps my nails like clean and nice. Um, so I actually just went and got a manicure today because I'm trying to one, figure out how to keep my nails clean and nice. Um, and two, just kind of figure out what I want to do with them. So taking the next year or two to figure that out. I did go dress shopping with my maid of honor, um, earlier this summer, which was long, um, but it was fun. Uh, it was a, a good day. We went to two shops and I did end up finding something. Um, I have not actually purchased it yet. Um, mostly just because the store advised not to purchase it so early, especially, um, weight can fluctuate. Uh, they know the general timeline of when they can get the dress. So I will still be ordering it with plenty of time. So all of that should hopefully work out. No problem. Um, so I am purchasing it here in a few months. I have the date booked to purchase it. Like I'll go and get sized and, and all of that good stuff. Um, we have an idea for, you know, what Coleman and, um, the men that are standing up with us are going to wear. Um, the two women who are standing up with us both have, uh, already tried things on and have a general idea of what they are going to order. But since we're so far out again, ordering hasn't happened. Uh, we have not been able to pick some of the details. Like for example, we don't have our menu, uh, determined because they don't allow it to be determined so far out. But since our venue does catering, good to go there. It's the same thing with the bakery. They don't, uh, take orders like final orders until, um, you're under a year. So at some point we will be, you know, going and tasting cakes. Uh, we also haven't given like total specifics to the florist, partly because, you know, if, if any ideas were to change or we realized we wouldn't do this instead of that, it's like, we don't want to lock something in. But I did speak with her about like general, what we're looking for quantity. Um, she is also coming to our venue the morning of, uh, because we just decided that that would be easier. It is going to have a cost to it, but it's like ease of mind. That's one of the big things. Um, I want, you know, I want to feel like myself. I want to enjoy the day and, uh, not be stressed out. I am someone who holds a lot of stress. Um, so trying to determine how to manage that and manage expectations, uh, is always something there. Uh, the thing we have been working on most recently is, uh, Coleman's sister, helps us get like lots of family addresses. I, I haven't done that for my side of the family yet, uh, but will be, uh, cause we still have time cause we're not planning on sending save the dates out quite yet. Um, but you know, that's kind of like the next big thing. Um, and then just deciding when we want to figure out details because I don't want it to be a month before the wedding and having details that sh could have been secured, not yet secured. Um, you know, at that time, you know, we'll be dealing with how many people are coming, getting, getting final numbers together, figuring out a seating chart, things that we can't do until closer. Whereas like we can make decoration decisions. Um, so also as like this calendar year winds down, I think there, there lends to be some 
time for like stopping reflection, thinking about the new year. Um, you know, when we get to that point where we are a year out for the wedding, um, when we get to the point of being able to say, oh, we're getting married this year. I also got my haircut today and I don't get my haircut super often. And I literally said to the stylist, like, I'll see you in the new year. And she was like, don't put it like that. Because <laughs> most people get their haircut more frequently. Um, so the fact that I was scheduling in 2024 was probably a bit much. Uh, because the reality is, is the new year does feel like far away, but it also feels like it was just July. It was just August. Um, so time is, is definitely moving forward. But yeah, I don't think there is much else for me to share in this year's update. Um, I'm always happy to get on here and, and talk about new things and, you know, see where things will go. Um, and I'm excited for this next year in podcasting, you know, to focus in on, you know, some of these guests being a bit more strategic, being a little bit more relaxed um, with scheduling and publishing and all of that. Um, and the reality is this update next year, we'll probably be, uh, talking a little bit also about how all of the wedding planning turned out and how things have been. Um, you know, we're looking at more travel in the next year. We are planning on doing a honeymoon. We've talked about doing like a small spring trip. Um, there is a, a band who's going to be playing at some venues we've been at. Uh, so there, there's potentially that as well. Um, so I'm definitely excited for this next year. I do think it will go by very quickly. So yeah, now at the end of all my episodes, I do ask my guests a random question. When I was getting ready to come in and record this episode and was thinking about this episode, I realized in the past two years, Coleman has asked me a random question. My very first episode, I believe, was the only episode that did not have a random question because I didn't ask myself a random question. Maybe I did. Maybe I like, I I do not remember, but I, I don't think I did. So when I was walking this way in the house to get to this room, I yelled out to Coleman, could you text me a random question uh, while he was going downstairs to the basement? So I, I do have a text which I am assuming is from him and I'm assuming is a random question because that is what uh, I asked him. And his question is going to be hard for me to answer now that I have read it. And the question he asked me is, what is the best thing you have read in the last five years? Oh, um, he's probably asking me this. Well, I don't know. I don't know his motivations. If I had to guess what his motivation is, it's because I haven't been reading lately. Um, I always read a lot on vacation, so I read a lot on vacation. But then between the conference um, and just kind of with everything going on, I, I really haven't started a book recently. Um, but I typically read 50 books in a year. Um, and I am still planning to do that, though I'm sure Goodreads, let me see what Goodreads is telling me today for how far I'm behind. I had caught up at the end of my vacation um, also the way Goodread tracks your goal is very bizarre. It says I'm three books behind. I have read 32 of 50 books. So that is 18 to go with three months and a couple weeks. That's more than one book a week. Mm, I'm not going to stress about that. It'll be great because I do read some really great books that I can finish really quickly. I just have to get back into it. Um, when I saw the question, the first thing I thought of was knowing that I started a series in the past five, year, five years. 
I'm not sure when I started the series. Um, maybe it was the beginning of 22, maybe. I'm not really sure. Um, but the series is called Chet and Bernie, or maybe it's a Chet and Bernie mystery. Um, let me see. Who is that? Is the series a Chet and Bernie mystery? I've just recently read number five. It is by Spencer Quinn. Um, so let's see. The first book was called Dog on It, and I read that. Nope, not that button. Uh, I've I read it in January of 2022. So January of 2022, and I've already read five books. Um, I have a whole system for my reading, and I I don't tend to read things um like back to back to back, but. This was a series that I don't recall how I came across it. Maybe my mom recommended it. I know she hasn't read the series, so I kind of feel like that wasn't the case. I might have just saw it in the library. I tend to like go around at times and see things. But the book, they are written in the viewpoint of the dog. So Chet and Bernie. Chet is a dog. Bernie is his his human. <laughs> I, I don't think Chet would refer to Bernie as his master. Um but Bernie is a detective. He's got the little detective agency because his last name is Little, Bernie Little. I believe Chet refers to himself as Chet Little. Uh, maybe, I'm not sure. But it's just, it's in the viewpoint from the dog. So sometimes the dog gets distracted. So you don't hear the entire conversation or he like reflects back to this time that they caught a perp um, or whatever it is. But it's just such a fun series um, that I, I really do enjoy. Uh, I am a habitual rate everything five stars on Goodreads. So I'm not someone who could be like, you know, these these few books, um, you know, are my five star favorites because I tend to like what I read. I tend not to read things that I'm not interested in. Um, but that is a really, really good series that I've definitely been enjoying. And I'm excited because there's still um, a lot of them since I'm I'm only at number five. I do have a couple of series that uh, are coming to a close um, because either the author stopped writing them or the author passed away. Um, a lot of the books that I do read, um, I got from my mom. And so if I'm just starting a series, I remember I texted her about one series and I was like, does this series like move forward in time? Because when it was written, like cell phones didn't exist um, or maybe like there was like maybe a car phone or something. And some authors choose to slowly progress like in that era, whereas others will just like jump forward to what is day and now technology look like. Um, so I, I do recall asking her about that. Um, and then of course there was a character that I didn't like. So I complained about him as I, as I do with everything. If there's a jerk of a character, I'm like, the book would be better without this person. <laughs> but so yes, I am going to go with the series, uh, a Chet and Bernie mystery as my favorite book in the last five years. All right, that brings this episode to a close. So I will be leaving my social media in the description. If you'd like to go follow me, if you're unaware of those pages, you're welcome to go do that. But as usual, of course, the website will be in the description for the podcast. It brings you to all of our social media. The podcast is on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So I always appreciate when people interact with those pages and posts. So feel free to go and do that. Um, and of course, if you would like to be a guest on the show, 
my email is in the description for the podcast. That is the best way to reach out to me for me to see your email, for me to respond to you. I always love meeting new people and I hope you've enjoyed learning a little bit more about me in my last year today. Um, and if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, that is always very much appreciated. There is a link to do that as well. So thank you so much to my listeners for taking the time out of your day to hear my story this year. And in two weeks, until then, bye.